Finding the right jeans is hard. Accepting your jeans is even harder. Whether you wear boyfriend or bootcut, high rise or low rise, this podcast will teach you to love the jeans you are in. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tina. And we're going to use modern research to bust diet myths and get real about body after baby. We're going to take you on a journey of unpacking your old beliefs about food and weight so you can learn to nourish your body and raise body confident kids. So put your booty in a chair and let's talk mom jeans. Welcome to today's episode, Exercise Part 2. We are going to be looking at exercise from the lens of joyful movement and helping mamas find their stride. So I personally, Rachel, have had a million dollar idea for a few years now. I think gyms should come equipped with sleeping pods for moms. Yeah. Get this. You drop your kids off and go take a nap in the little pod. You can borrow or bring sheets if you got germ things. You rest, and then you go pick them up, right? I also have days sometimes where I envision just bringing a pillow to the treadmill and using it as a bed. I'm dying to do this someday and just watch all the reactions, right? Someday we'll have to do this, and Tina, and you can, like, video everyone's reactions. It'll be, like, a punked. Okay, but in all honesty, those days when I'm daydreaming about slumbering and not working out are days I know my body doesn't really need to exercise, but probably to sleep. Usually it means my adrenals are shot, my body needs to restore, and I really don't need to be pumping iron. I mean, not really. I feel like pump little weights, but you know what I mean. Um, I just, I need to rest. So I think this is a really good topic for us to discuss today because all mamas are trying to figure out how we find time for movement and also how do we do it in a joyful way or how do we know when our body needs to rest. So we're going to explore this in four different ways for you today. And then we're also going to have an interview with an awesome couple that helps us dig into this a little further. Yes. So first, we are going to explain what is joyful movement. Joyful movement is incorporated in intuitive eating, but we are now going to be focusing on the movement of our bodies. So this would be the same as when we are tuning into our bodies when it's hungry, full, or craving certain foods. But now we are focusing on what kind of movement or no movement it feels like doing. An example would be you would ask yourself, Hey body, what do you feel like doing today for movement? Or does this type of movement sound pleasurable or something or like something my body is requesting? Other examples could be my neck feels stiff, so stretching would provide that benefit. I then may take a yoga class or do honestly some home stretching. Or if I feel stressed and overwhelmed, then going for a walk while listening to music sounds less stressful and enjoyable. Or another example is, I'm super angry and explosive, so I'm going to go for a run on the trail because that sounds like a great way to get out this emotion. Lastly, another example would be, I'm tired, so resting sounds better than anything. So I'm just going to put a pillow on that treadmill and sleep or sleep in my bed. I'm going to make money on this someday, I promise you. (laughs) Future business. (laughs) So when we can engage in body attunement and ask our bodies what they actually are needing with movement then exercise becomes a self-care versus an obligation. And when it's a self-care tool, then it can be incorporated as a form of a lifestyle. I know that's a trigger word, but it, it's, it's safe in this term 
versus just another diet trend that is forcing our body to do something that it really isn't on board for. Yeah, and second, we're going to talk right now about how you can learn to be more attuned with your body's exercise needs. I mean, I think it's hard to know what movement or rest our body needs because we've rarely experienced joyful movement. Often movement feels obligatory and it feels like something that hurts and we don't really want to participate. So I'm going to give you some examples that I use with myself or even with my clients of being mindfully aware of what your body needs to help you kind of get thinking on this. So question one, how do you know when you need a warm shower and cozy PJs or a night out with the girls? Where do you feel that in your body? Where do you feel that in your soul? How do you know what's best for you? Another one could be, how do you know when you want to read a book or watch TV at the end of the night? Which one's going to be more restorative? Or how do you know when you need to order another coffee because you need a little bit more energy or switch to water and kind of move on from the coffee of the day? So in all those instances, we usually consider a few things when we're making that decision. We usually assess our energy level, maybe our sleep schedule, our mood, our kids' needs and moods, where our brain power is, what internal states are going on, and how we will feel later in the day or the next morning according to whichever we choose, right? So take that same knowing, that intuition that helps you make those decisions of the examples I just gave you, and I want you to apply it to exercise. How do you know what kind of exercise your body needs that day? What intensity? For how long? How do you know when to stop exercising? For me personally, my intention is to move my body maybe one or two times a week. I look at my schedule, I pick a few times where I can probably best fit it in, and then that day I scan my body for which types of exercise I'm going to participate in. Am I going to go to a stroller class? Do I feel like going to the gym because I need a break from my kid and I want to drop them off? Or is there a class at the gym that feels like it might be interesting that day? Do I want to do yoga? Do I want to walk by the beach because I haven't been outside? What does my body need based on its sleep? What does it want based on its energy level? What can my kids tolerate that day if they're sick? I'm not dropping them at the gym, so I'm going to do something outside. Or what will ultimately give me that peaceful feeling that I feel in my body when I've had a workout that makes my body feel challenged and celebrated? Third, I'm going to hit on some questions that are going to be touched on in our interview today with Eric and Jackie. They are, how do you know when your body needs to exercise? How do you know when your body needs to rest? and how to hold on to exercise goals while raising kids. I wanted to give a little background on why Rachel and I chose Eric and Jackie. One, this is the running group that I keep talking about, and Eric and Jackie, it's Eric's running group, and Jackie is married to Eric, and she also works under in that running group as well. So I have um, you know, a connection there. Um, and also, they are a couple who have a little one and have a really great balance with how to incorporate movement and also have a family. Um, they shared their struggles in how to keep that going, Jackie specifically, and I think that their story is really going to um, touch some mama's hearts today and provide some great feedback. So let's transition to that interview now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the interview today with Eric and Jackie. 
Um, can you both tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do and who you are and your little nugget baby? <laughs> Eric, you want to start? Yes, we can. Jackie, uh, I wanted to tell you that I wanted to start. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so yeah, we're both two parents and we're married and uh, we have a two-year-old and um, I own a coaching business um, around trail running and kind of just running in general uh, based here in Austin and I think um, running for me has always been super easy Um, I've run my whole life and um, I can run on my own fairly easily because the flexibility in my business. Um, but it's definitely harder for Jackie who works the traditional, you know, scheduled, you know, eight thirty to five or whatever time job. And, um, so, and then being a parent and being away from your kids and then using that time to exercise, um, you know, has also been a, a challenge. And I think it, I've seen it, I guess I'm talking more than I'm supposed to about you. I'm just supposed to do an intro, but um, basically um, I think it's from what I've seen much harder for the mom um, transitioning back to like work and then back to normal routine. And, uh, and even just talking about movement and exercise. Um, So, so yeah, I think Jackie can talk a little bit more about that, but um, that's who we are. And, yeah, or that's who I am. Let's hear about Jackie. So just a little bit to Eric's point, we're, we're kind of coming from the different spectrum of exercise. You know, he's run his whole life. I was somebody who took up running late in life. So um, I'm 45 years old. I had a child very late. So I'm also in the midst of my career. Um, I've just been promoted and I love my job. I like what it brings to the table. But um, yeah, I struggle with balancing that job spending time with my son and um, having time for my husband. And then I was, um, you know, I was a high volume runner before I got pregnant. You know, that was what I love to do, trail runs in the mountains and spending these vacations just running and um, running with friends. And, you know, that's changed for me. So that's been a big challenge in, in, in my life. And I, for all of our listeners that have listened to the past episodes, this is the running group that I keep kind of crying about that I'm no longer a part of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called We're Trail Roots, and it's in it. Austin. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I'm physically not there, but in my heart I am. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, we miss you for sure. I know. And I remember reaching out to you about it and then not following up with you, like, I saw the email pop up like a year later I know. and we talked about how, what do we get you, how do we get you back? And I was like, we talked about some ideas and then, um, it's I never so followed through. Hard. So sorry. It's so hard. No, no worries at all. I think it's, I think it's just part of the challenge of being a new mom and really figuring out other ways to move your body that may not look the same as it was before baby and it doesn't mean it's a forever thing but it just kind of is what it is right now you know so um when i think in the moment it feels like it is forever because you're like because when you're a new parent 
everything feels like eternity and it just seems so hard um you know and and so from getting back to it i think especially for the mom that's gone through you know birthing a child um and all the things that that brings i can see it being significantly difficult and then just getting over that hump i think is really important um because i think you're starting from scratch and it's you remember what it used to be like and so you're just comparing yourself to what to that past person and that's where i think a lot of people struggle and that's where hoping to kind of help moms shift that you know a little bit and you know we chat about it a little bit in our shift the focus episode and in this episode we really want to give some ideas and background into a new way to move your body if it can't be the pre-baby way. Um, I think that's the hardest part is changing your expectations, right? Um, People have this expectation before they get pregnant and when they're pregnant of what life's going to be like. And you see these people who are like doing it all and you think, oh, that's going to be me. I'm just going to do it all. And it's just, it's not that easy and it's not the right fit for everybody. So I think that's, the hardest part is changing your expectations and figuring out what's truly important to you and maybe letting go of some things. Yeah, Jackie, since this is such a big piece of your identity and then also the way you and Eric, you know, related in your marriage, I'm curious if you could speak to the moms out there who are struggling to find time for movement and redefine themselves. You know, what are some thoughts of words of encouragement you would have for them? Yeah. It's, I have to be honest, like you start to ask those questions and I get, <laughs> I get emotional about it. Um, it's a big struggle um, because it is your identity for some people. Um, and then if it's not, if exercise wasn't part of your identity, women have so much focus on like their figures and their bodies and, you know, your husband doesn't, his body doesn't change through all this and you, you have. And so I think for me, um, it was, I think the mistake I made, I'll start there, is I wanted, I wanted to be right back where I was. And I put so much pressure on myself to be right back where I was before. And I wasn't kind to myself. And step back and say little steps were okay. Like walking was okay. I wanted to run. And Eric kept telling me, you don't need to be running, just walk. And I was like, what? I'm not a walker. I'm a runner. I need to be out there, you know? And um, that was that's the biggest mistake I made is I put too much pressure on myself to get back to where I needed, where I thought I had to be. Um, And then it took time too to realize what I wanted to do with Wyatt and how I wanted Wyatt to see me and what I wanted to, to see, you know, it's amazing. We feel this pressure to raise these kids this certain way, but they're just going to learn from us, right? They're going to learn from what we do every day. So I had to really think about what do I want Wyatt to see? right? Do I want him to see this mom who's depressed and sad because she can't get out the door to do what she wants to do? Or do I want him to see somebody who's joyful when they go and run and get to do what they do? Um, And so I think too, for us, you know, I I know y'all talk too about like, how do you, I'm not driven by weight. Like it's not a driver to go lose weight, to get out for a run. It's not about my looks. It's about how it makes me feel. And so I think I had to really focus on what do I enjoy doing? What's going to make me happy? And also remembering like 
I think it's very easy for a mom to put everybody first. I need to spend time with my son. I need to work harder. I need to to be there for my husband. So what's the easiest thing to eliminate? Exercise for myself, right? That's the first thing to go because also exercise can make us tired because we got up at 4.30 to get it done, right? And so I had to realize that it was just, I had to make a decision and Eric helped support this, that it was important to do it, that I had to just put my tennis shoes on and get out the door and it didn't matter if I walked, it didn't matter if it was 30 minutes, it was just about making the time for myself and going and doing it. So I, I know that was a long answer, but I hope. I yeah, think, it was beautiful. I totally. I think it's, I think it hits on those moms where it's like, hey, if it's not running or walking or whatever, it is really asking for help and making even the small amount of time for you because we deserve that and we need it. And we start to feel like it's selfish. You feel mm-hmm. selfish for us. Totally. For my, my husband. So Eric is very, wants that for me, but he was trying to make this huge qualifying time. He was trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. So I felt like it was more important to make sure he ran and had that time than it did for me. So I would say, you go, you go. I'll take care of Wyatt. Wyatt's sick today and we both can't run with him in the stroller. So I'll stay home with him. Like I always sacrificed myself. And, you know, I think we had to keep working at figuring out what I needed and what, how to balance that. And, Eric will tell you it wasn't easy because I was woe is me. It's so hard. I don't know if I'm a runner anymore. And he had to have a lot of patience to keep having conversations with me and saying, what do you want? Like what, what really will make you happy and what do you need? Because it's not easy. We don't always even know what we want and what we need. I know that's really hard for husbands and it's really hard for someone who's trying to help us, but we don't always know what it is that we need. Yeah, Eric, I'm curious what it was like for you to watch her redefine herself and her relationship with exercise and learn how to take care of herself. Yeah, it, that was, um, you know, like Jackie was saying, like we haven't figured it out completely yet. I mean, it was uh, challenging. I mean, it's super tough because she was, you know, I would hear um, my first thought, was, I'd hear her complaining about what she wasn't able to do and so i'm like well how do we fix it and i think from my perspective and maybe this is a common husband male perspective like well let's just fix it and um you know when we would go to counseling we would talk about it and you know i was always like okay there's a way to fix it let's just fix it and i think sometimes it had to be um learning to just listen and empathize a little bit rather than always trying to have the solution. Um, Because on one end, she wanted me, like, I'm a running coach. I'm like, okay, I'll write you a training plan. And she wanted that training plan. But then when she wouldn't follow it, you know, it's like living with your coach. I'm always like, well, why don't you do it? You know, what's going on? And and then it really affected our relationship because I'm like, and I told her, I I don't think I want to coach you because I'm here seeing what you're doing. And I want to support you, but also I don't want you to be mad later and not want to have sex because I asked you about running. And um, <laughs> right. so it was, you know, it was really tough. And she would say those comments like, maybe I'm just not a runner. And I said, you can't just not be a runner. You are who you are. Like, you're never not something. I like, just decide what you want and um, start working towards that and think 
I haven't been pregnant. I haven't been a mom, right? But, um, you know, I've gone from different injuries and I've had to learn as I've gotten older to stop comparing myself to what I used to do and what I used to be able to do. And I've started running. Um, even with my new coach, we've talked a lot about running off of just my perceived effort. And that's been helpful because instead of looking at a time um, on my watch and always thinking, oh, I'm so slow, I'm so slow, I started just running off of effort. And eventually I got back to where I wanted to be. Um, and and I enjoyed, you know, trying to enjoy that process of the buildup too, instead of thinking I'm never going to get there. And so I can kind of, I can see, you know, that's the hardest part is getting going. And um, I think, especially for us, because this is what I do for my job, um, I'm doing it a lot and I'm gone a lot. So, you know, where we thought, oh, Jackie would just be running with, with the group and it would be easy, but someone has to watch Wyatt and it's not easy to get a nanny at, you know, six in the morning. Um, and we haven't even tried that. So, yeah. Um, that was my, that's kind of flowing into my next question of like, for me personally, it's been so hard because trail running in your, your group was one of the, you know, moving to a new city, knowing literally no one except for my brother and my sister-in-law and my husband who travels, your group was kind of the saving grace for me. And it was an amazing social outlet. And I met amazing people that I'm still in connection with. And then I become a mom and it's amazing, but it's this whole new world. And that group was taken away. And so how do I, how do you guys recommend trail running with a baby? Can you, (laughs) Uh, can you invent that, Eric? Some sort of strappy backpack thing? (laughs) That's called hiking. You could, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think hiking, you know, I think you'd be surprised. I think this goes back to expectations you put on. Like you want to run and guess what? Hiking with a baby who keeps getting heavier and heavier and heavier on your back is huge. You know, that's what you should be like. That would be my recommendation to you is meeting on a Saturday and hiking with the baby and seeing all those people you love being out in the trail that you love, you know, go to the trails that you remember that you enjoyed and go hike with that baby or go on the trails that are easier to hike with a baby, right? And as your baby gets older, you're going to go walking with that baby out there. And, you know, sometimes Eric and I have met, your situation's different, but for us, he's every Saturday he's coaching and I can't go run. So sometimes, and we've just done it a few times, I would meet him at the trail and leave Wyatt with him so Wyatt could play a little while on the trail with Eric, and then I could go run the trail. And so I think you just have to really sit down and be creative and think about what you want and what can work. And everybody's situation is different. So like I said, I know that doesn't work for you. Your husband's traveling. You can't go meet him at the trail. But I do think you can come out and meet the group and hike, and that would probably be super it would, it would feel, feel so, so good, good, I bet. To just I would have to wake Henry it. up. Yeah. And so that, I'm like, eee! What time does he but, wake up? But would you? I mean, like how? Well, we have a little yeah. light clock that goes off at 710. So that's when I take him out. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to be there when the group starts either. It's about seeing people. It's about like getting back to the social scene. It's, 
you know, those people, some of those people are going to be running for an hour or two. You get out there, you hike, and you go to breakfast with everybody and you take Henry. Now, I don't know if he's still doing his morning nap, but life gets easier too when that morning nap drops. And that was what I struggled with too. It was like, I felt like I just had this little window to go run and I had to be back and put him back to sleep. And so I think that's also a big reminder is life gets easier and easier as they get older too. So don't feel like you're stuck in the way it is right this second. It's going to get better and better. But yeah, like, and also Tina, I mean, I, you know, this is, this goes back to all the mothers out there, like how much we should be connecting to each other. Like I would be happy to come meet you at the trail, right. And see everybody and Wyatt, I'm not going to hike with Wyatt on my back, so we may not make it as far with him walking, but I bet you would probably enjoy being out there and, you know, it sometimes just meeting somebody who's in the same situation as you just puts a little less pressure and it feels more welcoming. Um, so, you know, that's an idea too, you know, and as he gets older, him and Wyatt are going to be walking and having fun and you and I are just going to be hanging out and hiking and, we're going to see all the people we love and be around that. And that's going to drive us more to find more ways to get back. Yeah. Cause that keeps the focus on joy and fun and family bonding versus, you know, what am I putting out there or what am I getting from this movement? It's more about the connection. Hey listeners, Tina here to share with you some exciting information about trail roots. Trail roots is an Austin, Texas running group that has trail races, running vacations, guided trail runs, road runs, track runs, group and individual coaching and training, and a really awesome welcoming community. They have a new discovery group starting in March, which is a super chill way to connect and focus on trail basics for beginner runners. And for those non-Austin runners, they have an online community as well as offering training tips, schedules, and support to all levels. Check them out at trailroots.com for more info or check out their Instagram page at trail underscore roots. We have partnered with Trail Roots this week to do a giveaway over our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram at Mom Jeans the Podcast or join our Facebook group Mom Jeans the Podcast to find out details about the giveaway. But hurry, the giveaway launches the day after the podcast episode drops and is only open for six days. Check it out. Okay, back to the episode. You know, since the focus is not on weight loss or body change, but more on joy and adventure, how do you suggest mamas, you know, quote unquote, stay fit with cardiovascular health, muscle health, or just a fun activity while being so busy with life? I think it has to just, from my perspective, not, you know, not being a mom, I guess, being able, like, even if, I think it's a challenge, whether you work or whether you're a stay-at-home mom, um, to just set that time aside. And I think either finding someone that can help you watch your child while you get out and have a break, I think that's important and using that time for something that, um, you know, and maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be like a specific going to do a workout, but like I've seen my sister come and even we would do it with Wyatt, like we'll just put a workout on the TV and, um, you know, the Wyatt will be like climbing on top of us while we're doing planks or something. 
our setups and kids love mimicking what you're doing yeah like he'll sit there it. and he'll just start copying what we're doing and um it's you know maybe it's not the same as a full bone like camp gladiator workout but um there's you're starting somewhere and you're also you know doing it with your you know your your children or your child right there you know if you can't have like a mother's day out or an hour where you can get away just to do a class um but I, I do think it's important for the, the moms to have some space away and it allows their their kid to see other people too and to be able to um, be comfortable around other people. And um, and then it also gives you a break to where you're not like stressed. You know, I think moms, Jackie's been a, a lot more stressed about little things happening to Wyatt than I am where I'm kind of like, oh, he's okay, he's fine. He's you know, I give him more space. Like, I let him go run into the creek head first, and I just pick him up after he's, you know, fallen in. But where Jackie's like, don't get too close. Though. You know, it's a different perspective. Um, Which is why moms are so exhausted, because we're constantly, like... Yeah, we'll go to a party, and I'll just let him, like, I know someone will, find, like, pick him up and hang out with him. And if I'm, <laughs> I'll take my eyes off him for a little bit. I'm like, oh, where's Wyatt? Where Jackie, you know, she'll come up the second she doesn't see him. Have you met my husband? You guys must be twins separated at birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably most husbands. One thing I wanted to add to what Eric says is I think like the most important thing is to find something you truly love, right? Like this is just for anybody, not even moms. Like people try to exercise and they try to shove themselves into what they think they should be doing because of something, but you have to find what's something you really, really enjoy. And for me, what I enjoy is running with my friends. Similar to you, my community is runners. And so when I couldn't run, I didn't see my friends. And I think you have to find what makes you happy, something that gives you joy where you get connection with other people, if that's what you need, right? Like some people like to do things by themselves, but I think doing something you enjoy, and I know there's, y'all probably talk about on here, there's Stroller Strides is a group that's North and South that I think is really great for mamas. I think those are moms that probably don't work, that it works well for, but um, I think finding something that, you know, that you're just excited about and want to do is like the key to it. Cause it's, it's hard. And if you're not excited and you're trying to drag yourself to something, you're, you're never going to do it. But there's so many great things, Eric and I talk about for me, um, orange theory is a great thing because you can do a little bit of cardio and strength. Y'all, y'all talk about like, how do you get strength in too, right? Like I'm in my forties and I need to be doing strength and running. All I want to do is run. So, you know, I have to be, thoughtful and really think about what's going to make the most of my time too. And so I think that's the most important. There are so many activities to do in Austin. So moms should find what excites them. What would they really look forward to? And is it something with their kid or without? And it's okay for it to be without. You're not a bad mom. <laughs> you know, no matter how little time you get with your son or your daughter, it's okay to go spend time by yourself. It's hard to realize that. And I think when you have a group or um, a coach, you know, what from maybe it's not a running coach, maybe it's a life coach, like helping you navigate that and, and having someone that you can talk to about it. Um, you know, for I don't, I wouldn't suggest like the husband coach the wife through it because um, I think you can be there for support, um, 
but I think having someone else kind of help with that is is important so that your husband understands and can support you, but he's not like, okay, you said you're going to run and then you're not going to run. You know, what are you doing? And you're like, well, I just don't feel like it now. And then you're like, well, what the hell? Right. Um, you know, so I think having that support network and like maybe that's a coach that checks in, you know, once a month or once a week, once a week, which says, Hey, how are things going? You know, what's shifted, you know, is it what, you know, that you can go through that and they can help create either a plan or activities that fit, you know, for what you're looking for. Well, my one thought too, was that, um, what we're talking about with joyful movement is learning how to listen to your body and honor your body. So we're talking about how to listen to it and honor it with movement and finding time to exercise or run. But my question for you guys is how do you coach people on learning how to take time to rest or if they need to heal their body or especially as a new mama, when it, when she needs to do the nap instead of the run, like what your thoughts are on that piece. Yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah, you know, I struggled with this when I first had Wyatt because he wasn't sleeping. And I felt like I had to decide, do I want to go do this run that makes me happy or do I sleep? And and honestly, it, it, it's a hard, it's hard to, to answer that question. I think people really have to take some pressure off themselves and listen to their bodies. I mean, it really, Eric and I could tell people all day, hey, you need to not you know, take a week off after your race or slow down the week before your race, but people are always going to do what they want to do. It's just human nature. Like people feel something in themselves and people learn by mistakes, right? So they get injured and then they're like, oh yeah, I should have listened to my coach. And Eric goes through this all the time. He coaches people, they pay for it, and then they don't listen to him. Um, but um, I think it's just as a coach, we're just constantly reminding people how important that rest is. And then you just have to listen to each other. And if somebody's talking about that struggle, you just have to remind them that you have to rest. You know, um, I don't know if y'all know this, but from a very techie side, you know, high um, volume athletes would take their heart rate every morning. And when their heart rate was higher, the resting heart rate, when it's higher than it usually is, they knew they, they might, they would know they need to rest that day and take it easy. So, you know, even people, athletes that are really good at this stuff have to look at data, you know, to remind themselves to rest. So, yeah, I think it, it all goes back to being kind to yourself and listening to yourself and doing what you think is best and not beating yourself up that you decided to nap instead of going for that run. Right? Totally. Yeah. Um, I love that you listen to your body. I mean, that's which may be challenging and difficult because we have a lot of aspects involved in that. But when it comes down to it, our body knows how to communicate those um, signals to us. It's just whether or not we're choosing to listen or if we can hear them, you know. Yeah. And starting small, like Eric would tell me, don't, why are you trying to get up five days a week in the beginning? Just do two. <laughs> Commit yourself to two first. Like we need to take some pressure off of ourselves and make sure I was resting and two was a good goal in the beginning. Right, for sure. Yeah. Sleep is so important, especially. Yeah. Um, well, so this has been great. I, I really appreciate uh, you both sitting down with us and chatting and it makes me motivated to be like, hey, wait, I can come and hike with you guys. And it doesn't need to 
look the way that it used to look. So I appreciate that's what I took from this. So I appreciate that. Um, can you tell our listeners where to find you and, um, you know, get more information about your group and whatnot? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find us at trailroots.com. And if you live in Austin, we have, you know, weekly runs and we also um, do online coaching too. So, and for our new mom coach, Jackie, she'd be happy to help any other mamas going through um, you know, some of the similar challenges that she's gone through and still deals with. Yeah. I think one thing just to add on Eric's trail routes is it's it's not necessarily about exercise and running. It's about community and being there and supporting people. And like you said, you got that when you came in and that doesn't have to end because our lives change, but it's very easy for people to withdraw, you know, and trail routes offers that community. Eric offers that community. He, he truly wants to help people better their lives through running. So Totally. I remember like my favorite part of the Saturday run was like, all right, guys, we're getting tacos after like, all right, we just got to we're making it through this two hour uh, beauty of the trail. But then guess what? We get to eat tacos. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for including us in this conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you to Eric and Jackie for sharing your story and seeing that there is no perfect way to do this. And we all struggle with finding that balance and the emotions that come along with that. So we really hope that that touched some of your listeners' hearts. And it also helps you ask yourself some of the questions about how to find that balance, how to push yourself to get out there and enjoy movement, and how to also give yourself the space to rest your body when needed. So today's takeaway question is, what movement do you enjoy doing or what physical activity do you want to try? Our challenge for you all is to move to celebrate your body, not to change it, and to find joy as you do that. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This episode of Mom Jeans was produced and edited by Rachel Coleman and Tina LeBoy. Just a reminder, this episode is not a substitute for therapeutic counsel or nutrition advice. Thank you to Jerry DePizzo for the music production. You can find episode information and show notes at www.momjeansthepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at momjeansthepodcast and join the Mom Jeans the Podcast Facebook group to find a community of mamas learning to love their bodies and discussing the episodes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mom. See you next time.